everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, the only Wild Bow web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Subordination, Chapters 6.12, and Histories, Arc 6. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who fought Milo Sanjate in the rafters and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there'll be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. Before we start, um, just want to say congratulations, Malia, because she's engaged. <laughs> oh, Yay. So that's exciting. Um, yes. So if anyone missed that, um, that is the reason that we did not release um, like a full on episode. <laughs> a real last episode. Week. <laughs> a real episode. <laughs> Hopefully it was still somewhat entertaining to listen to. But yes, that is the reason, which is a pretty damn good reason. Although Malia, I, I, I'm sorry, I have to give you a little bit of crap for this. Um, oh, no. She did like it didn't occur to her that like maybe she shouldn't be recording like on the day that like. <laughs> Her fiance proposed to her because she like we we got together and I like I was like okay you ready to record she's like yeah I'm late with my notes but I have a really good excuse and I was like okay that's fine don't worry about it and I was just gonna like you know and she was like well do you want to hear what my excuse was and I was honestly gonna be like no it's okay don't worry about it but I was like well she wants to tell me so okay Malia and then she's like I got engaged and I was like oh that's great and then I was like wait a second aren't you guys going to dinner or something and like why are you recording she's like oh I don't know I have to talk to Ben about it and I'm like like don't record right now don't do that these chapters were so good and and i've been waiting so long to talk about them <laughs> but it was very nice uh, and it, it was it was the right call but yes yeah it's just hilarious to me so <laughs> i just wanted to share that <laughs> uh, but anyway um we'll get into our summary section here so um Blake and Evan somehow find themselves at a curious disadvantage. They kind of don't know how they got there. Um, but Blake ends up being bound by one of the Behame kids. Um, Gremlins basically come to the rescue and stall the Behames and kind of break up their flow. Laird shows up and ends up getting captured. And then we get a flashback looking at Eamon and Rose Sr.'s relationship over the years. What do you think of these chapters, Malia? Hmm. <laughs> it was they were so it was so good there was so much um also briefly to touch on 6.11 um (laughs) the more i think about it the more i just like love it because blake starts off being like i'm bewildered and i was like i'm also bewildered and it was just this really cool like like i imagine what happened between blake leaving the bathroom and like blake consciously finding himself in that position and it's so fun to like not know and to like imagine all the like ridiculous shit that happened um mm-hmm. like because also like cool magic fight would have been cool but it's just really fun like yeah i don't know yeah never really knowing yeah um kind of while Bo's really been really good at like sticking with blake's perspective um and so like we will never know because blake will never know and it's just kind of it's great it's kind of awesome <laughs> yeah 
All right. So we'll get started then. Um, Blake and Evan basically find themselves surrounded, missing their equipment and missing Rose. Blake is bound by one of the Bahames and Evan goes to find help. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had a thought of how these are all like children slash teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like this must be sort of what it feels like finding the Kenneteers in a way where it was like, you know, it's a bunch of children who are all here to like, I mean, this is a very like fight for my family, blah, blah, blah sort of thing. Um, but it, it must be a little bit disconcerting to like fight 13 year olds. Um, yeah. And I mean, Blake is like way less experienced than them and all of that. So he like, doesn't know what's happening. Um, but it's just sort of an interesting, and like his little nicknames, the sunglasses, um, sticky notes, um, candle girl. I don't know if she had a nickname, but yeah, it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of like, okay, this was very like actiony. Um, and it was just like, yeah, being confused, like, Evan stopped Blake from jumping over the fence. And I was like, was that an accident? Or was that on purpose? And it was like, oh, it was on purpose because the sticky notes fucked up the fence. And then, yeah, there's just lots of blah, 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 chaos. Um, It was also interesting that, like, it's the same area where Blake had escaped the police station the first time. Uh-huh. Um, like, failed and then did and then they went back or whatever. Because, like, I could picture it pretty well. And it was like, oh, that car. And, like, oh, the defense i don't know mm-hmm. um yeah um but i guess i do want to talk about like these children who have volunteered to fight a diabolist um <laughs> we yeah. spend a lot of time yeah especially like where pale is now there's a whole bunch of like i want to point sorry this is no. not that important um but y- you put in the notes like a squid's limp testicles no. and i just want to point out it's tentacles it was what? not testicles yes. it wasn't testicles it was not testicles <laughs> it was like a squid's limp tentacles no let me read it uh i, I swear to god i, I thought promise. it said a squid's limp tentacle or testicles and i thought it was like very poetic and very evocative and i didn't need that in my life <laughs> um yeah no it's it's really not i i can send you the link oh it does say tentacles thank you albo <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry everyone that's okay i mean they, to be fair they never would have known unless i pointed it out just now but um, well, part of me was just like i don't want to i don't need that in my life right now yeah <laughs> i mean no one does and that's why he didn't say it but <laughs> that's so good (laughs) all right i'm sorry go ahead with your we're good the time out the children let's get away from yeah yeah (laughs) the squid squid. um (laughs) so like yeah i mean this is the story where the hero is cavorts with demons um which you know traditionally that's not the hero um so it's really like it's possibly easier to put yourself in the shoes of the people who are fighting against Blake because they think that they're justified. Um, that one point where he says, like, like Ainsley, like the fact that you'll let your cousin die, like that makes me better than you. Um, and she's like, no, like if I let a hundred people die to stop you, like that would still be way better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like that would still be good for the universe. And like, she's wrong. Um, there are probably a lot of other diabolists where she would be co- totally correct. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, you know, Blake is, is a good uh, person and doesn't want to hurt people. Yeah. Um, but it it putting yourself in the shoes of like 
these children and teenagers who are stepping up to like help their family um fight the demon lord it's like yeah um it's it's evocative kind of because you're just like no stop it like stop it like Mm -hmm. conquest is bad stop helping conquest um like don't do this like don't be little shits um but also just like um i think ainsley in particular was super um i don't know if the word is sympathetic but i just i really like her um even though she's the one who like you know binds blake and like whatever whereas the like guy cousins were kind of little shits um i don't really remember much about either of them (laughs) they sort of suck um but i don't know he Wabo just does a good job at making you empathize with people, as we all know, which is, I guess, where I'm going with this. All right. Now, that's true. I agree with you. He does a really good job at making you empathize. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep thinking back to the youth thought that said. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I know. It like, was horrible. <laughs> like, how? Like, <laughs> I know they don't have them, but it didn't matter. It was like a play on words and just like horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, I think I just came up with. Uh, oh no, I, I I have a new fact. I I could wait <laughs> to the end, but um, apparently I'm gonna I'm just gonna let you guys know. Free fact: um, some female squid can wear fake testicles to avoid overly aggressive males. So they have testicles? No, it's basically like they like. <laughs> no no like squid mm-hmm. fascinating <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> everyone <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm so confused wait why didn't you think squid have test i mean I, I just have to say also like this the, the the title of this article i'm looking at it's like in quotes it's like a deep sea version of truck nuts and then someone says, yes, that's a direct quote from National Public Radio. So that was on NPR. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it's. Uh, Deep Sea Truck Nuts is a pretty good episode That's pretty title. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty damn good. That's true. Um, so yeah, I guess female market squid specifically. I don't think it's all squid necessarily. Mm. Um, so can control the coloring on a specific white stripe that gives the appearance of testicles on their body. So they kind of just paint on their balls when needed. Says, And then they link the original study there. Um, they also say some squid have elbows. Where? Oh, that's a weird picture. Uh, it says like, <laughs> yeah, so specifically the show was talking about the creepy alien looking magna pinna or big fin squids. That have been caught on camera hovering eerily in the water while holding their tentacles at 90 degree angles. And it straight up does kind of look like they straight up like just bend their tentacles. Fascinating. Yeah, that's weird. All right. Well, I always like to add facts sometimes, you know, just because that way, <laughs> if you didn't enjoy anything else, at least you learned something, <laughs> right? At least you, I mean, not that you're not going to have really a practical use to know um about deep sea truck nuts unless you go on jeopardy but you know now but you just might find yourself there yeah i mean who knows you could be on a first date um and trying to think of trivia i mean i'm gonna tell you right now that's not necessarily a great well that could be great for for certain things you know weeding out weird people um Hmm. or uh 
if you're really into facts like that, weeding out normal people. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, but otherwise, like, yeah. Make, like, your next family dinner a little bit more interesting. Like, hey, like... <laughs> Aunt Susan, no. you know, before you pass the turnips, let me tell you about my squid facts I learned on <laughs> on a podcast. Let me tell you about the squids. <laughs> tell you about the squids. I haven't had turnips in years, by the way. I don't know why I chose that vegetable, but I'm pretty sure I, I haven't they're had nice. a... They're like potato alternative. Hmm. I put some in a stew the other week. Hmm. Maybe yeah. that'll be my next thing I have to try. The, there's turnips, there's parsnips, and there's radishes. And I've turnips are like alternate potatoes. Parsnips are like perfumed carrots that I don't really like that much. And then radishes are just like crunchy, crunchy. I've had radishes plenty of times. Um, I don't think I've ever had a parsnip before. They're weird. <laughs> yeah. They're very fragrant and they look like carrots, but like white carrots. Like white carrots. Yeah. I know that they're. I don't think they're that common in here, at least. Right? Mm-hmm. Either that or I've just been, like, hidden away from parsnips my whole life for who knows why. But good for you for... Did you cook with parsnips, Malia, or did you just have them somewhere? Yeah, that was part of the stew. It was, like, this Guinness stew recipe. Was and that so- one of your Game of Thrones, like, no. cookbook thing? Okay. No, this was just no, the internet. It was just, it was just the internet. All right. Well, yeah. good for you for seeking out um, your parsnips and uh whatever other random vegetable i was just talking about that i turnips turnips i don't know why that escaped my brain that's not that weird um but good for you for cooking with those (laughs) because i haven't had either well i've never had parsnips but i haven't had turnips and i don't even know how fucking long so uh that's gonna i mean i don't really care what our actual discussion question is but (laughs) i'm gonna say right now just throw it out there um anyone who's listening is absolutely appalled that like i haven't really been eating either one of those vegetables feel free to throw down some recipes in fact just like anytime you're listening to this podcast feel Mm. free to just throw down some recipes you Mm -hmm, know because mm -hmm. like we i always appreciate open invite yeah open invite just give me some recipes i mean preferably good ones like if Mm -hmm. you made something that sucks um yeah i mean i don't know why you'd still have that recipe but like, mm-hmm. yeah, like if you if you throw down a parsnip recipe, you also have to justify yourself and tell me that why it's actually good. And if the reason mm. is just that you like parsnips, then I probably won't like your recipe. <laughs> <laughs> but I might because I don't Jenny know might. what it tastes like. So or her husband might. I don't yeah, know I if mean, they're like mm. Eastern European. I mean, I don't know if he's ever had a parsnip either, mm. but or maybe he doesn't know what the English name is for it. I've never heard him talk about parsnips. <laughs> I don't know how we got from squid tentacles or like testicles to oh parsnips. God. Oh God. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to remember, but like I, it's gone too far. So uh, <laughs> let's keep let's keep moving on to the actual yeah. content. <laughs> so speaking of like things that look like white carrots, this candle's so fucking cool. <laughs> what are you talking? I can't see a camera. Like what? what are you- so the oh, candle the- is the a candle. white candle. Yes, no, you're it right. has lots of lines on it, like a carrot. Or a person. Okay, got it. And it's super got fucking it. cool. I'm like really into it. Um, it's like wonderfully witchy, wonderfully like, yeah, it just makes me feel all like, ooh, Salem and ooh, like, like classic witchy stuff. And it's just this like teenager standing in a police parking lot. She's probably wearing just, you know, like jeans, jeans and snow boots and whatever the fuck. Um, and 
this like candle with these fucking needles. It's so fucking cool. I don't understand mm-hmm. it, but it's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is pretty sweet. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I also was confused about how I thought she was stabbing every single line, but I kind of think maybe she started skipping lines for some sort of threes reason. And I'm not sure if that was what was happening or if Blake was just like, if time was passing strangely for him. Because the first time I thought it was time passing strangely. And then the second time mm-hmm. I didn't. Because like if Blake just like freezes for a bit, then I don't know. It was weird. I kind of took it as more of a chronomancy thing myself. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, chronomancy would be something I'm hoping that like Pack Dice has shit on it that I can read eventually. Um, because it's super cool. And mm-hmm. um, Wild Bone m- seems to make it have like really intense consequences and um, like cost a lot of power um be very complicated um potentially like fuck you up <laughs> yeah um and so it's really fun because it is such a powerful form of magic um mm-hmm. that wild those take on it is something i really would love to get into um and maybe we will since we maybe have we will. laird the captive um <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, it's exciting. Um. Yeah. Do you have comments on anything else I have put in this section? Because if not, I'm ready to um move on. I think. Oh, uh, one thing. The counting thing that was so brilliant. Uh huh. Um. I like that he was like, yeah. Don't shout out like random numbers. Like just count because then the person's brain will like start counting along with you. Oh, that is pretty smart. It right? was really great. Um. Yeah. That's totally true. At least I feel like it is because yeah, I get just, yeah, that's a lot more distracting because your brain just automatically wants to be like it's like we five six seven <laughs> and like damn it, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, no, I don't think there's anything else. I keep going back to like our weird shit before, so I'm just gonna keep on moving on. Um, basically, some gremlins come and wreak some havoc. <laughs> Yay. Um. I like, I don't remember which one of the kids says this, but they're like, no horror movie stuff, please no. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just another one of those reminders that, like, most practitioners don't get into, like, fights. Um, yeah. Which is banana, like, I mean, <sighs> bananas. It's bananas. It's like, I guess these books wouldn't be that fun if it wasn't just, like, fucking magic battles and shit all the time. Um, but it's hard for me to imagine, considering how contentious these families and everything are, just, like, not getting into magic-y battles somewhat recent or somewhat often um because mm-hmm. but maybe they do like they practice and stuff because these kids i mean like ainsley finds blake you know she she does the thing um they don't completely not know what they're doing but also so many so much of the practice is so like scary and gross and they don't seem to have experienced much of that which is funny um because like the first in in pale right when the Kenneteers are made aware, um, all of the others look scary, um, and so mm-hmm. the idea that like like all of the others were probably like horror movie candidates um, <laughs> when they yeah. you know are standing in that clearing, um, and so it's just like I'm, but I guess they're chronomancers, so they just get like old dudes standing around and like clocks and hourglasses <laughs> and shit, yeah. Um, and they're like the other big family in the town is fucking enchantresses. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's fair. yeah, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, these gremlins are scary. Um, Maggie seemed to say that she only fucks with the scary goblins. Um, or like Blake said something that she said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if I'm in my mind, I feel like I am having a hard time comparing these to the other goblins that we've seen in like pale, for instance. I mean, these obviously aren't like pecker snot. Um, cause you know, pecker snot's little and adorable or whatever, but you know, how do these compare to Taddy and, um, Ram jam and whoever the fuck. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you're on the other side of the Kennet goblins, they're pretty intimidating. True. Like they can fuck you up. They sure can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also really love that, <laughs> that Blake saves Ainsley where he's like, you know, like I fucking by myself, like get out of the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I won't I move until you release, <laughs> like, like fucking move. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like Blake's wonderful and tried so hard to connect with these people. Um, I feel like the same way that the Kenneteers really try to make connections. Um, I mean, that's something that Avery in particular prioritizes. Um, but I think that Blake really tries to appeal to people's humanity and reach out to people and like try to connect with others a lot. Mm-hmm. And his karma's fucked and there's yeah. a lot stacked up against him. But um I wonder if he does a decent job anyway, um, on a certain level. Um Yeah. But yeah, are you are you willing to trade away his life for some better fortune in the family? Because if you are, then I'm fucking better than you. Like that's yeah. He's right. Yeah. Um ugh. Yeah. Oh, also like I put a note that clearly Ainsley needs to read Black Lamb's Blood um, yeah, <laughs> to I learn think- how Diabolus can be not the worst. <laughs> I don't know. It's awful. I'm sure that that's going to go around well. <laughs> yeah, that would go over real well. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, if you have to admit, like, in terms of try, because I get like, you know, they wrote that book, like, to try to like, you know, get make some good points for diabolism. Maybe, I mean, I, I guess it had to be called something kind of diabolist-esque, <laughs> but I mean, like, really? Black lamb's blood? That's, like, what you're gonna pick to try to get other practitioners to, like, read your fucking book? To, like, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. <laughs> like, that, that's your choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Like, why not just something boring, like the case for diabolism? <laughs> or, like, you know... Like, I don't know, like, someone needs to bind the demons. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, demon busters. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, something like Ghostbusters. What are you gonna call? Yeah, that was not clever. <laughs> I guess, oh, it's to the point. Ghostbusters? What about demon dabblers? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm coming up with a much better name, but like Black Lamb's Blood's pretty much like pretty, pretty, that's a little yeah, too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's bad. That's fair. Um, yeah. And then so at the end of this, you know, Evan's like, we need help. Uh, these gremlins were sort of help, but also like real shit help. <laughs> and um, so he asks Evan to go get the hyena. Um, mm-hmm. And this was just like so great and very like kind of like worrying but also yeah you need to get out of the situation and it's better than using poos um 
And I love that he's like, will you forgive me, Evan? And he says, yes, because your heart is in the right place, even if this is stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I really love that Blake is like, you know, tell the hyena to do whatever you say, like not whatever I say, but whatever you say, like really trying to give Evan, um, trying to give him as much agency as possible. Yeah. Um, and to allow Evan to control the situation with the hyena as much as he can. Um, yeah. Cause, Cause it's terrifying. They save the day. Evan and the hyena, the new dynamic duo. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, are you thinking, yeah. is that going to be the new, the new team? I just, I really want to see, um, fan art of the hyena, like blowing the fence down with a little bird on top of its head. Like, I love that. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. I really want that. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. All right. I guess we're moving on to the next part. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're good. Laird arrives. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I kind of, we kind of mentioned this just, but uh, Evan comes in with the, with the hyena, which helps to free Blake. And Ooh. Laird ends up getting knocked out and is captured, which is pretty Ooh. crazy. Um, yeah. Rotting the door open is cool. Like, it seems like an unnecessary use of power, potentially, but also fucking cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't fully understand what's up with Laird, and I feel like that I'm sort of supposed to by now. Um, but Laird is like, you know, I want to see you live as a non-threat for at least a little while longer, whereas, like, I think everyone else wants you to be dead. Um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, does he want to prevent... Rose from taking over as the new Thorburn. Um, uh, does it, eh, yeah. I mean, we just captured him, so maybe you'll find out more next time. Ah! Um, <laughs> you're like, that's I the really, most annoying answer. I really hope so. Um, yeah, because then, God, this part was just so good because the whole like huff and puff thing, which is very like nursery rhymey, like. But Evan fucking gets it when he can't even, like, no one can understand what Blake's saying. And he's just like, yeah. And he calls the goblin, like, stupid or whatever. It was really good. Um, <laughs> and I have a note, like, how many candles does this girl have? Like, she just keeps pulling out fucking candles trying to find people. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And then the goblin fucking peed on the candle to put it out. That was really yeah, funny. That's um, disgusting. And it was, so <laughs> it was so horrible. And then he uses the sticky note to like electrocute himself slash the pee which knocks out Laird <laughs> which was amazing <laughs> um, uh, and I don't really remember what happens to the kids they like run away or something and then um yeah they they did it they knocked him out they they he's he's down for the count and they are getting away um the yeah the at the end when Rose comes out and is like yeah we were trapped or whatever and mm -hmm. then the tallow man is, you know, she's like, go do this. And he's like, yes, mistress. And Blake's like, oh, that was a little creepy. I was like, that was super fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty damn creepy. It was like, super fucking crap. creepy. <laughs> the word mistress like, yeah, is creepy. That's creepy. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so then we end the chapter with... I think I figured out the trick to the Bahames power and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, uh, 
It seems like after the next chapter, the answer may be something to do with demons, but also I don't know. Hmm. Okay. All right. Any last <laughs> thoughts on uh, on that, or you want to move on to the next section? Um. Yeah, I think we can move on. I'm just very hype, and I feel like I should have pieced together more of what's happening than I have. But you're fine. Don't, <laughs> don't even don't even worry about it. You're good. Um. <laughs> all right. So. We come to History's Arc 6, um, and I, I put, like, I was getting real lazy with my summaries, guys, I, so, but it's fine, we're gonna go through it, but basically, um, we look through Eamon, uh, Behamon, Rose Sr.'s um, history, and kind of the relationship with one another, um, and they kind of talk about how they want to work together to change the system. Um, it starts out, basically, like... They've obviously just boned, uh, which real and and he's just real like mad about it. He's so upset. <laughs> he's real mad. I I really love that this starts off the moment that Grandma Rose's diary ends, or at least that section that we got. It's like literally that that moment, and that was really fun. Um, it helps with the continuity. Um, seeing things from Eamon's side but also he never once comments at how it's super weird that this chick is writing in her fucking diary after having sex with him like immediately <laughs> after having sex with him um, she didn't even go yeah. home before she wrote in her diary and like I love that for him like I that. he was just like yep this is totally not even like he, he mentioned like oh it looked like a diary but he wasn't like what the fuck <laughs> and I really love that um, yeah I mean I I guess just thinking back, like, you know, it's probably, there's probably some weird shit that some practitioners have to do, like, after having sex sometimes. <laughs> um, and the only reason I'm thinking of that, like, is just, do you remember, um, what's his face? I don't know. I'm blaming the, the musser fucker. Reed? Reed. Reed. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm, I think it was Reed that, like, mm -hmm. um, like, he, you know, even like a girl that he wanted to have like sex with her, or he had to clear it with like his family, oh, yeah. and yeah, um, they had to like. I feel like there was like weird precaution stuff that he had to take and to so, like not give his sperm away to someone yeah. who could use it for something. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably thinking like, well, she's a diabolist, so <laughs> this is probably the best case scenario. You know, <laughs> it's a diary. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Or he, or he didn't want to think about how, like, it could be a demonic, weird diary. And well, he's like, let's just not think about it. Um, I don't know. But <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised, like, if there's a lot of different practitioners that have to do weird stuff after having, like, after hooking up. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, That's so whole... complicated to be a practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's already, like, complicated and, like... Like, that kind of situation would just be weird in general, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you weren't that crazy about the person, or, like, or, or you just, like, had, like, an antagonistic relationship and end up having <laughs> angry sex. I mean, just for normal people, like, it's like, this is gonna be kind of weird. Or, like, this might be kind of awkward. Or, um, But, you know, this that's a whole new dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. And I then it like, was also, yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, it was also, like, nice that rose waits for him to wake up so they can talk about it you know because i was like i mean yeah rose senior doesn't seem to avoid things but on the other hand i could totally could have seen her just be like and i'm fucking leaving like <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, okay, I don't... <laughs> sorry, I'm just like... I was just talking about, like... I feel like that would, in a way, be a pretty interesting discussion question. But I also really don't want that to be a discussion question. What? What kind of, like, weird sex stuff, <laughs> do you, like, after sex precautions, do you think other practitioners <laughs> do? <laughs> depending on the practice yeah <laughs> uh, okay we'll think about it uh yeah i don't know it's, just, a definite, it, it's, it's definite maybe it's a definite maybe but it seems weird as fuck um post your recipes for your favorite post i want to know snack. <laughs> no don't don't taint my recipes you fuck <laughs> no i want to have i want your turnip and parsnip recipes i don't want any post coitus <laughs> fucking shit i want your i want your vegetable recipes okay <sighs> yeah. i mean although i have to say like if that's your first like instinct after like you know getting done like to like go and like prepare something from scratch i mean, I mean kudos, <laughs> well, maybe you, ha- you, know? you just like have these around you know <laughs> you just just in case you're like you make them like oh, once a week open yeah. the posts sex box let's get <laughs> let's get it let's get a cookie like not that cookie jar we have our special cookie jar like yeah, maybe it has weed that, in it there's that thing with old movies and like having a cigarette or whatever after you have sex like maybe some people it's like ah uh, yes the peanut butter bars <laughs> the peanut butter bars oh geez i mean maybe yeah i feel like it i could see edibles Mm. share us your favorite edible recipe <laughs> sure why not turnips parsnips and edibles there's mm-hmm. another potential title for you Malia. all right um <laughs> okay. all right uh, so <sighs> but yeah so the idea that she might be pregnant was fun um because you know we don't know about her husband um and like the father of her children or whatever so there was a like kind of question mark over this um but then she was like no it's fine or whatever um but for a second it was kind of funny and it's funny how she like teases him kind of in this way <laughs> she's like yeah we'll have to wait nine months to see like how bad a mistake this was lol <laughs> he was like oh fuck all right he freaked out <laughs> oh i just love it so much um yeah uh. um then i also because the goblin was there what's his name Ars pint when they were having mm. sex um and i put what is with others watching people have sex this week because um i wrote these notes last week um when we got the short smoogle eloise chapter oh, yeah. um yeah <laughs> yeah what the fuck? which was weirder than this that was weirder than this yes <laughs> yes it was uh yeah um <laughs> But yeah, and this so this seems to confirm that her dad is a blackguard because she says my dad doesn't practice. And I mean, like theoretically, blackguard, 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 blackguard. Yeah, I was like, what's a blackguard? <laughs> my dad's a blackguard. He's a blackguard. Because um, um, yeah. <clears throat> like my dad doesn't practice or whatever could mean, you know, in like normal world, that could just mean like, oh, he used to do this. And now that he doesn't. But you can't like used to it. I mean, you can stop practicing. Mm-hmm. But it seems to suggest that he is not awakened. Mm-hmm. Awakened. Awoke. 
Um, so that was kind of a nice, kind of a nice confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that by the end of this, because like speaking of Rose's parents, um, the end of this little section or whatever, he or maybe the next one, um, she talks about you know how her mom just like ignores her. Um, and then she starts talking about how, you know, becoming the Thorburn Diabolist means that there's a whole bunch of, like, weight and responsibility on your shoulders. You get the whole karmic debt burden or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, maybe your mother, like, is trying to le- leave you alone to let you experience, like, those freedoms or whatever. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is, like, the best interpretation of what Rose's mom has done. Um, and it's nice to think that maybe that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that Eamon sees this as a possibility and option and it's very clear that rose has never considered this um i don't know i really love their friendship um i really love their their whole dynamic and everything in this chapter was just so delightful yeah um because i still love grandma rose even if she's fucking nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah um so then in this little beat um the the a theme of this seems to be patterns um that there's defined roles for Eamon. Um, there's defined patterns that these families go through and they're slowly degrading somehow over time and they make very small incremental changes and Rose wants to break away from patterns. And I'm not fully mm. sure what Rose wants and what her goal is and what the fuck is going on. I think maybe that's a big part of the story um, <clears throat> because it seems like by the end, Eamon agrees to help Rose fuck shit up um and laird and blake and rose 2.0 are all parts of that um and i'm fascinated to see what happens 2.0 rose 2.0 um but yeah so then aemon's like i have a job and i hate numbers and he talks (laughs) about the ice cream parlor and i just have this like deep yearning in my heart for the ice cream parlor and jacob's bell and how i want to go back there yeah i miss it so much (laughs) (laughs) it was nice being in this town yeah um yeah but yeah then rose shows up and he's like hey (laughs) let's fuck shit up um (laughs) one thing that she said was that she doesn't trust the site fully and i didn't get that do you get that i'm not sure i mean i guess maybe well i don't know it depends on what her site is that's true yeah um, it was just sort of a like I maybe having maybe having such bad karma can uh, cause hmm. things to not be as good as totally yeah that's fair um, yeah <laughs> and then at one point she says few things annoy me more than being called a liar which reminded me of how Blake <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> called her a liar and then she like called him on it and he was like well no I guess you're not technically lying and it just like that's funny that it you know it's really <laughs> held because um, for Rose. Like, obviously, practitioners don't want to be gainsaid, but for Rose, it seems like even more of a thing that she hates. Yeah. Um, I think she she is very, like, upfront with people in her life. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, Rose is alone. Rose wants to change things. Rose wants to do something. Um, But it doesn't feel like the way miss wants to change things necessarily like miss has a goal of like breaking the pattern twisting the pattern in such a way that like helps to unravel like a lot of the really shitty things in the practice Mm -hmm. and i i think that rose 
Grandma Rose wants to help people, wants to make the world better, but also she seems like somewhat bored, like very lonely and like afraid of the future. And I can't quite pin down like what she wants to change or why. Mm-hmm. Um and like in what way. Um my vis my view of Rose Senior by the time she's like binding Barbatorum is of someone who's like incredibly like meticulous and smart and has thought things through a lot and even rose when she's younger so i think that there is a plan i think that there is a series of steps that she wants to execute but i don't get it (laughs) um aemon at one point says while talking about barbatorum that you know she did this for a good reason like she did it to try to like help people save the world something something Mm -hmm. um and so I I think, yeah, that this is going in a positive direction, but I have no idea. <laughs> hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, what did you, I guess, what were you thinking when, like, you saw the Barbatorum here in the flashback? I guess, like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, just the fact that Eamon was there was nuts. Like, yeah. absolutely fucking nuts. Off the wall, batshit crazy. Yeah. Um, he, he didn't do things, it doesn't seem like... But he was there and he watched it all happen and, like, was there as a witness. Rose needs someone to check her. Um, and seeing her, like, so completely alive and so, like, proud of this accomplishment and being, like, completely and totally fucking disturbed by that because yeah. she summoned it and found a demon and she was, like, thrilled by it. Um, yeah. Like, it seems like that really, like, put a strain in their relationship, which was the bummer. Um, but... Eamon having been present there really, uh, it, it changed the scene for me, I guess. Um, yeah. It was interesting thinking about, you know, presumably his family did not know and would not have whatever approved of that. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just different imagining Rose doing it alone versus Rose doing it with someone there with her. Um, cause I never imagined her husband or anything helping her. And I still, I guess, I mean, maybe it was more than just Eamon there, but I don't know. All right. Any other thoughts on this right now? Um, I'm ready to move to like the, Talk the about funeral the scene, I guess. Oh, that's right. The funeral scene. Um, so Rose is like in her fifties and she's holding a baby. Am I right? <laughs> Cause mm. 35 years after you're like 16 ish means you're like 51 (laughs) and she's holding a baby (laughs) how did she do that it's magic malia (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm just like (sighs) okay um and we see little laird which is fun um and i love that she's just sort of like yeah you're gonna spoil him rotten you know like you're just gonna fucking of course you're gonna spoil your child like i just i don't know it was kind of cute yeah um i like that aemon decides to not bind his son in the ways he was bound in terms of like not spending up the family power. It seems like they need this power and they need the diabolism to do something. Um, But the idea that like Eamon can't protect Rose from his son is really foreboding. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I also had a fun moment where Eamon's dad's name is Malcolm, but without the second L um but mm. i was like fell's name is malcolm like 
yeah. <laughs> with the second L, but maybe this is a, possibly another clue pointing at his mom being uh, Baham, which would be fun. Mm. Hmm. Um, I don't get why his dad is like an echo standing there. I mean, like magic or whatever, but it's interesting. Also, is his dad like listening to them talk? I mean, he's not really his dad anymore, but like, slash, he's not really his dad, but it was just, it was a lot. And, <laughs> and at one point, <clears throat> Eamon is like, oh, the sickle had cut away the names. The name had fallen from Eamon's recollection. And I'm like, what name? Like, this is a Barbatorum reference, I think. Mm-hmm. But to what? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, in this moment, he's like, I am the head of the family and we're going to fucking stir shit up. But also my son is not is going to hate you or something. But also you're going to teach him how to like work with demons. Like go to like you're going to secretly tutor my son and how to deal fuck with demons. <laughs> but n- he won't actually fuck with demons because people would probably be able to tell because of the practice. I don't know. This is like one of the things I'm like, like, what did Grandma Rose teach Laird? What does Laird remember is Laird's power from the demons (laughs) Ah. um yeah so rose had embraced diabolism as a way to protect others which is lovely um Mm -hmm. and we're gonna teach him diabolism (laughs) (laughs) and i was wrong about the barbatorum life extension thing um Mm -hmm. she's like i thought about it but no and so like bummer but also i'm glad that the story was like acknowledged that i was you know i had thought about it um but mm-hmm. also it's like oh so aemon helped her like aemon is the because it, it was very like chronomancy bullshit stroke of midnight to be like and now you will die at this exact whatever the fuck like that was actually pretty chronomancy bullshit um mm-hmm. but so that was kind of fun um god and she's like oh i think it'll be okay if your son fucking tries to ruin my whole family's shit because i have this <clears throat> demon who can carve out reflections <laughs> mm-hmm and then so in that moment i got super fucking mad at myself because i thought that i had just missed this incredibly obvious thing <laughs> i went back <laughs> and i read it and it doesn't say it or they didn't it, yeah the like chapter three or whatever the fuck doesn't say like carve out a reflection um because hopefully i would have noticed it but like oh my god she somehow used she used barbatorum to carve away blake's reflection and like make rose from it and like have it be a time delay chronomancy fuck why did molly have to die i'm mad <laughs> why didn't she just make blake her heir immediately Ugh. <laughs> fuck this god also what if these people stopped having children what if grandma rose just like hadn't had a fucking child you know like what's the universe gonna do just like oh well there's much karma fucking suck suck it suck <laughs> bury it with the demon under the house like i'm so mad <laughs> Uh, it's funny seeing you so mad about it (laughs) why did molly have to die i'm so upset (laughs) also where's Paige? i'm just uh molly and Paige and the house and the ice cream parlor fucking laird i'm so hyped for this next section but also just like ah (laughs) yeah all right um on that note i'm gonna let's talk about the end of the arc we're at the Woo. end. Um, <clears throat> what does subordination mean? Um, I don't know. I found this one a little bit harder to figure out why Wildbow had named it mm-hmm. subordination. Um, one thing was like Blake got himself sub- subordinates <laughs> in this arc. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, <laughs> and maybe like Grandma Rose is trying to subordinate the 
practice. Um, I mm. feel like often the the interludes have a really strong or have a somewhat strong connection to the arc title in this story, but I I can't quite pin it down. Um, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts about subordination in this arc? Um, I mean, I feel like I, I was trying to. Is there like a specific law? thing for subordination i'm trying to remember it's the 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 mortgage lien thing where you can subordinate a lien where if um i owe you money um and then mom comes along and like gives me a loan i owe mom money you can choose to subordinate your lien um in favor of mom's Hmm. if that makes sense so i would have to pay mom back first like mom would have priority sure so I was like, oh, Blake's going to have to, like, do some, like, crazy shit where he, like, gets out of one thing by agreeing to another thing. But, like, that didn't happen in this arc. Because, like, Blake also didn't, like, fucking lose this arc. Um, Like, the conquest shit isn't wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And, like, he's going to die. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll go with yours. I like him. <laughs> cool. It's kind of a cop out, but I'm going with it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, finally all right um we're gonna talk about how oh wait kill- no wait but first oh. can we talk about where this is going yeah like- oh i'm sorry i just saw that i got excited all right yes I know. Um, we're gonna talk about where this is going where is this going um yeah i'm just picturing like layered like bound in blake's apartment while they're being like well, Blake is like monologuing, and then Laird is like monologuing, and it's all like, oh, "You're a diabolist, bitch!" And like <laughs> being like, "Tell me about, tell me fucking answers to the things I've been wondering about since the prologue of this or the, the first chapter of the story." Um, <clears throat> and maybe this next arc will be the end of the conquest plot arc. <laughs> it, it could be. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, if everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" Um, everyone who's reading pale um we'll be excited so all right pale in comparison section go ahead malia you can read that out can we talk about how eloise is definitely a d-shop yes we can <laughs> yes. so one thing that's super funny um i i think that when we recorded mom's episode i hadn't read eloise's chapter yet i don't know if it had come out um, had. um but I, ha- I hadn't read it yet so I didn't like remember much about her or whatever from like the whole rest of Pale. And so <laughs> during the episode, mom's talking about Eloise and Jenny's like, oh yeah, Malia, do you remember what Eloise's power is? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> and then I read Eloise's thing and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so funny. Because then I, I went, I like, yeah. This is one of those things that people have just been waiting for you to for it to click. <laughs> yeah, have y'all known since like oh forever? yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. When like yeah, <laughs> when we, when we started, like yeah the <laughs> uh, the B, the uh, bhi um and saw like some blonde chick with like who's engaged to somebody immediately. We're like okay, but, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, she, yeah. I mean, I remembered she was blonde, but I didn't remember that she did connection yeah. I mean, stuff. It, it wasn't surprising that like it took you a while to, because it's not like we. I mean, you did. Well, when we were at that part, I don't even think we had started reading, or 
or if we had, we hadn't gotten to any of like the no. shop parts. So um, <laughs> it's not a surprise, but, <laughs> um, but I'm, in fact, I, yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent. It was going to click yet because we haven't, hadn't gone back to the Duchamps in a while, but I'm glad that it did. Cause that's one of yeah. those things people are wondering where it's like, oh, I can't wait till Malia figures <laughs> out that Eloise. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> Duchamp. The, um, which is just great and cool. And like, um, yeah, Wild Bell found a great way to tie in, um, Pact, um, mm-hmm. without it being a spoiler. I get the feeling that Eloise isn't, you know, from Jacob's Bell, that she's, you know, one of the many branches of this family or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to whether she, like, has, I mean, they're all connected, right? But I'm wondering, you know, does she know Sandra? Does she, whatever, did she know? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think the centipede thing threw me off. Um, and True. I didn't sure. remember that she did anything with connections or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but yeah, in this one, she's just, I feel like at one point, even in her chapter, she like uses glamour or something almost like it was just very like, oh yeah, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. And it's fun that like, he's never said it. Um, mm-hmm. But in the student guide, she has um ulysses last name already um that's right because <laughs> i went back and looked and i was like what the fuck <laughs> I, like went and i was like i've been like looking for it and in the student guide yeah it's ulysses last name and i was like what the fuck <laughs> I think, I, part of me thinks at the time i saw that and i was like oh that's weird but okay um and now i'm just like oh because it can't say do shop <laughs> you can't say do shop exactly because i mean maybe it could but i don't know it's more fun than it doesn't though it is more fun because it's more um, of like a puzzle piece that clicks, you know? Yeah. Clicks into place. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, so I also expected the Pale Reflections episode to have like a back-to-back section where you got way where everyone was like, yeah, Eloise, she's a Duchamp, blah, blah, blah. And then mm. it didn't have that. And I was like, oh, maybe like I didn't I wouldn't have listened anyway, but they weren't like, we're going back to packed. And so I was like, yeah, but I guess y'all probably already talked about it. <laughs> Unless you haven't. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I mean I mean, there's not a ton to say other than like, wow, the Duchamps are like super fucked. And yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's interesting that Eloise like wants to get out of her family, but also wants to like help them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I know that like Ruben and Elliot have been like very down on Eloise and Liz and they have really good points Um, and these people need to become better people. But I still like really like them. I don't know. I've been really behind on listening to um pale reflections to be honest but um that's fair but yeah. i do like them as well yeah um they're just basically saying like you know they're obviously in the wrong which true um <laughs> and they're yeah yeah but you know you get indoctrinated and kind of brainwashed for so long it's hard to get get out of that which yeah. um yeah makes the I'm- trio of fresh air or breath yeah. of fresh air you know yeah it's yeah it's like with like with ainsley and um 6.12 like i really like her um even Uh though she was like trying to bind blake um the interesting thing is though like which one of those out of the two who do you think would be gainsaid which what sorry so because you're talking about how like you know she's trying to bind blake and blake is saying like well you're objective like like you're obviously worse than i am because like you're you know willing to like sacrifice your family and stuff and she's like well i could let 100 people die and it still would be worse like um or would be better than 
you know, letting you go. Um, uh-huh. Who would be gainsaid? Blake. Yeah. Because fuck the spirits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole universe is just so, like, structured against it's just so against. Yeah. Yeah. That. Which, yeah. I mean, most mostly sure <laughs> sure i feel like but, if you're like working with demons in like a like a, i'm gonna i use want to get a bunch power. of power and yeah like whatever it's funny because it's like oh blake's definitely gonna do that at some point in this story because he's going to need the power to like do something <laughs> but um in a in a stereotypical class like wahahaha way wah-ha-ha. obviously <laughs> fucked up but yeah yeah all right um well let's get to Malia's bold and specific prediction. I'm excited. <laughs> it's it's kind of a little bit of a cop out. Um, Damn it. I'm going to let Jenny ask me questions if she wants. But the thing that I wrote down is arc seven is one of those arcs. Um, so like arc eight of worm, mm. um, arc 13 of pale. Like, you know what arc that is. You know what happened in that arc. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. And I think arc seven of pact is arc seven of pact. Hmm. Um, Okay. Um, I guess what, why do you think that? <laughs> like, what kind of clues, like, what's clued you into that? Um, well, okay. So, this, <laughs> one of the things is that, um, at the end of one of the Pale Reflections episodes, um, Elliot was like, you know, how they plug different doof things. And he was like, this is a great time to catch up because I think they're about to finish Art 6, which means they're about to start Arc 7. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that in a just a kind of like, haha, we're ending arc six. And so, but like, I don't know. Um, but mm. also just like, so you're cheating. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we caught no. Laird. We captured, mm. we captured fucking Laird who may or may not be a diabolist slash no diabolism. I mean, like at the beginning or whatever, when he was like, ah, yes, I have safely protected my family against these demons that your family has or whatever. And he was like very confident in that. It's like, oh, cause he fucking knows. <laughs> he knows he knows things um and he just figured out the source of the behemoth's power and like uh it feels like it really feels like we're ramping up into something okay so like is so this ramp up thing is like um something to do like with the behemoth specifically um oh fuck well it's there's the behemoth there's the fact that isadora is gonna attack blake today (laughs) that's true Okay. And then just conquest is still. I th- I still think conquest is gonna, but I think maybe we're gonna get some inf- good information, and then we're also just gonna get a bunch of like ah. Do you think it's gonna be like a, oh this is looking up or like <laughs> oh fuck things got even worse than I thought they could. <sighs> I don't. I feel. I feel this like is for something the time <laughs> in pat right for something impact to be like one of those arcs. I feel like there needs to be like a demon involved. Like I almost feel like they're gonna like use poos in this arc because hmm. okay it's it's gotta be memorable <laughs> okay so we're thinking poos and thinking is dora trying to eat blake and <laughs> the behames mm-hmm. so those are like three things you think well, and, con- conquest. and conquest that's right far four things there okay yeah, part of it is i don't know how long arc seven is which would give me a better idea of like can we fit all of that in but i don't okay. know <laughs> So, do you think there's going to be some kind of a twist thing? Or, like, what's going to make it so memorable, I guess? It's just that things are going to go so much to shit. Or so get so great, I guess. <laughs> I mean, part of me thinks, like, oh, this will be, like, the arc where, like, 
we defeat Conquest in some epic way mm-hmm. and like get to go back to Jacob's Belt, but then also like d- d- demons. And or we learn something. Like part of it is like the big the big arcs in a wild bow story that I can think of aren't necessarily like we learned knowledge and understood things, but that's what I want the most to happen. So I'm hoping that it's a little bit of we learn knowledge and understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, um, I know that you're really excited to start reading Arc 7, so that'll be a nice week for you. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. We're going to go over our previous discussion question, um, which just to remind everybody, because it's been a couple weeks, um, pick some events described in Pale and rank them on the 1 to 10 badness scale. 8 is destruction of Maggie's town, six splinter, or well, that's a, that's what we gave as examples according to what they've been talking about. Um, but you can also use different numerical system. Um, so we started with me is E one or Macy one. I say that different every time. Um, and I'm going to continue saying it differently every time. <laughs> um, they say Brett is clearly a 10, um, <laughs> which is hilarious, but <laughs> I'm like, I mean, as shitty as Brett is, I don't know if I'd say quite that, but um, they're saying the tattooed number people have to be tens, right? Because they were saying that, um, do you remember who those are, Malia? Vaguely, it's like they, if they get a tattoo, something really good happens to them, but when they get to a certain number, the world ends or whatever. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're saying very, it's pretty damn selfish. Um, Fairy courts are at least seven. Um, and then based on Ur being a six, um, Hungry requires four. That's what they put. Um, Propaganda Pagoda said that Dog Pigman, um, everybody's favorite boogeyman, was a two. Um, the overall aware invasion and perimeter breach of Kennet is a four. The BHI Civil War is a five. Um, the Montreal Witch Hunters being too tenacious to dip out of the Carmine contest was a negative three. <laughs> and then whatever happened to the alchemy heart boy is an eight. Okay. And ghostly bird. Um, they rated hungry choir as a six. Um, Kenneth found as a seven and cherry pop as a one. They said that they have faith in cherry pop. <laughs> That's why they said that. Um, Violet Faith rated the Hungry Choir a four, the Demon Tainted Thing in the Carmine Contest a four, the BHI War a two, and the Number Entity Tattoo Thing, I think, a nine. Okay, and then we've got Tiz a Rat. Um, they're rating according to like what they thought the trio would think, or Kenneth would think. <laughs> um, so it's a hundred, um, and they did a hundred to zero, which I think does make a little bit more sense in terms of like... You know, anyway, is that 100 would be the summer break climax. Like that was just like the shit, like not the shit isn't a good thing, but like shit. Anyway, um, is that depending on who you are, um, 80 or 70, um, the founding of Kennet outside. I think they said Verona and Matthew were 80 because, you know, they're making domains and Verona <laughs> might get firstborn and all that. Um, 75 would be the BHI war, Alexander and Bristow's fate. 50 would be fighting witch hunters. 45 would be dealing with Carmine Charles. 40 would be forest ribbon trail or dealing and dealing with judges. 35 um, hungry choir and binding. One would be their awakening. They said 
Zero would be the splinter and Lauren Snyder's familiar since they didn't actually know it was there. But to everyone else, it would be like a hundred million plus. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> um, and then Blake Tall said that Sit Sleeves and the Turtle Queen are a six. All right. Um, a new discussion question. Or wait, I wanted to say oh. I I found a lot of y'all's things to be ranked a lot higher than I thought they would be. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I don't think of things in Pale as having been quite as bad as some of the stuff we've seen in Pact. Um, but but it's an interesting thing where like the Hungry Choir is the one I kept thinking of in terms of like how bad is this? Where is this on the bad scale? Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's really interesting that a lot of you put the Hungry Choir as less than the bhi war or whatever the hungry choir is way more fucked up than the bhi war like maybe not the brownies um yeah but they're fucking horrifying and bad i kind of agree with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like a lot of things were rated like pretty fucking high compared to what i would necessarily rate them but um but then some things were also lower it was like yeah, yeah. it was just like interesting seeing like, where this people is subjective you know yeah <laughs> think um like I mean, I th- I don't know. I feel like I mean the tattooed number people. I feel like they deserve to be really fucking high, but I don't know if I'd rate them like a nine or a ten. I might be more like an a seven or eight. Hmm. And the only reason is because the bad shit hasn't happened yet. Which maybe that's not a great hmm. reason, but um, some of that shit is our some of the bad shit already happening or has or has happened. So I think that our that that like means that it already rates worse. <laughs> but i don't know it's still bad but yeah. i don't know if it's I, I i it's definitely it's not a 10 to me at least yeah maybe yeah like i still don't really think it's a nine either like I, i'd say maybe an eight or a nine seven is too low i think but i don't know what do you think about that yeah i think thinking about it in terms of like maggie's town and the splinter like those things have like had a really horrible effect on the world whereas the tattoo number thing if it never gets to that number won't that's a, um, that's a tricky thing because it's like it has the potential to be really really fucking terrible but like mm-hmm. it, but if it doesn't get there mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a that's a hard thing and i'm like mm-hmm. i i don't know i feel like whether that's um demonic or whatever that's from like there's i mean there's other demonic things that like have occurred that actually affected people and so i feel like that's probably worse mm-hmm. but I don't yeah know. i also thought that the turtle queen and sit sleeves well like one i think so sleeves is fine i don't know that she's done anything bad necessarily i guess she did like lure a bunch of people into her thingy and make them mm-hmm. suffer or whatever um but the turtle queen being on here was something i appreciated because um she's scary in a lot she's <laughs> pretty scary yeah um, and true. i'm wondering when the yeah, Ken and Tears are gonna wrestle with that and how mm-hmm. scary she is. That's true. And I'm gonna be honest, um, I don't because I know that we put this on our ranking thing, but I don't think that Maggie's town is an eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie said it was an eight. Yes, she did. Or well, she said that she's seen an eight. Right. And we're thinking And we're that assuming it's the town. that that's it. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Um what do you have any ideas for a discussion question because i'm like recipes or the weird sex question <laughs> and i'd rather go with the recipes sorry i just hit my head on the microphone um oh, no. i actually really want some recipes guys 
not just, I mean, I don't know. Molly's going to just let me ramble about recipes for the rest of the fucking podcast. <laughs> well, it was, yeah, I'm in just the like, you know, what's a weird thing you or someone you've had sex with has done after sex is like sort of funny, but also. It is, well, shoot, if you are comfortable enough answering that and having us <laughs> right. read I'm it like, I don't know how many answers podcast, we'll get. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Um, you have that, that, <laughs> that question or give me recipes. You pick whichever one you're comfortable with me uh, sharing on and recording for uh, all time. Or like, what what is a recipe? So either like, what is a recipe that you think you have like perfected and or you have the perfect version of this one food? Or what is Fuck a recipe yeah. you want to perfect? Because like, personally, like, I really want like the my like, because everyone has a little bit of a different opinion, I think, on chocolate chip cookies, but I want to like create the mm. best chocolate chip re- cookie recipe for me i really like soft cookies um mm. and so that's like a lifetime goal that i have is to one day like try out a whole bunch of chocolate chip cookie recipes and find the one that's like perfect and or like edit it or something so that's a do you one. have a- i made beca- i made chocolate chip cookie bars i think that those are my best those were chip so cookie recipe. good <laughs> yeah they're pretty damn good maybe i'll post those on something someday um my best thing i ever want to make Ooh, if i could figure out how to make Zeka's ribs mm. i'd be so happy Zeka's mm. is, is this place that's been closed for like a really long time now but on maui um they had the best like korean style like ribs um ever they're fucking delicious um the marinade was just like top notch so um good. my dad's <laughs> had been trying to like recreate it for years and years and years. Um, and he got pretty close, I think, but he didn't actually quite get there. So it'd be cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they bottle the sauce now, but yeah, it's hard know. to get the cooking style. Exactly. Yeah. I think it probably just needed. That's true. If they, ha- they do bottle the sauce now. They didn't used to. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, maybe I'll change my answer. I don't know. I have to think about it. <laughs> um there's a lot of things i'd like to be a fucking amazing cook at but anyway yeah either that or uh yeah whatever recipe you want to perfect or have perfected or if you really just don't want to share your secret recipe even though um (laughs) we're probably on the people very far away from you and you know would not be going into any family dinners where you know (laughs) you'd be able to give us that recipe in the flush anyway um parsnips or turnips there you go or the sex question you know (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it there (laughs) i'm just gonna leave it there you know yeah i can't think of a a thing for that question to be honest um i i don't think of like oh and then he got out a toenail clipper and started just clipping away like i can't think of anything yeah that's good that's good (laughs) that's really good um yeah I fortunately uh, don't have anything uh, for that either. And um, what if yeah. we, oh, we could do an experimental question where it's like, if you have sex this week, like get your diary out and write in it afterward with the other, per- where the other person or people yeah. or whatever could notice <laughs> yeah. and tell do, us what happens. <laughs> yeah. Do something really fucking weird with like whoever your partner is and then share it with us so that we can talk tell about us what it. happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. What kind of fucked know. up show is this? We're, we're brainstorming. <laughs> we want audience interaction. Yeah, I mean, 
that might be a little bit too much interaction for for uh, yeah that's fair but you know what whatever you guys are into or whatever you guys are comfortable with that's cool because i know that people have different various like you know comfort levels and people are gonna think we sound kind of like prudish you know being like freaked out talking about sex stuff and some people are gonna be like what the fuck you guys are weird as hell for bringing that (laughs) shit up so whatever you want because uh we'll probably get some entertainment out of either type of answer so please um (laughs) all right um thanks for listening everybody if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please subscribe share it with your friends and leave a rating and review to support our podcast go to patreon.com slash doofmedia if you'd like to support wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories go to patreon.com slash wildbo you can follow the pod on twitter at pale comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 7.1 and 7.2. Yay! Right? Finally! Yay! Yep. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a random fun fact uh, that kind of blows my mind a little bit, although I guess it kind of makes sense. Um, while Harvard's acceptance rate is 4.5%, only 2.6% of Walmart applicants are accepted. So statistically, it's easier to get into Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you've ever worked at a Walmart, you can feel proud. That's right. Um, yeah, feel something. <laughs> fucking walmart all right um have a good week everyone bye